This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Katie here. And Jason. So, uh, the, <laughs> the I just saw something on TV that was hysterical. Um, they're doing, CNN was doing the um, uh, the Queen's cast at Lying in State. And as it was moving from Buck, Buckingham Palace to Westminster, uh, one of somebody uh, on the air said that that um, Charles, this is probably um, uh, new to Charles because it's his first time um, walking behind the monarch. And he, then they paused and said, "Actually, it's going to be his last time because the next time he'll be dead." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's a That's it's keeping it, it facts, positive. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, he was. Born the last time, so it's not his first time. Walking. No, they said this would be well for whatever. It's first time walking as the monarch. Yeah, the first time walking as the monarch. So you know, this is interesting because they, <laughs> the imagery is so interesting to look at Harry, Meghan, William, and Kate, and everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. It's you know, are they together? Are they? It is the most ceremonial thing. I've ever seen. It's so ceremonial. There are no feelings behind it. As you mm. watch them, it's like they're devoid of feelings. And that's, I'm not saying that's inappropriate, but it's impossible to read into anything in a ceremony like this. Are they together? Are they not together? Have they, you know, is the ice, uh, yeah. you just can't tell. But isn't the truth right there for us? We're trying to read too much into this. The, the truth is there's, there's estrangement between them. Uh, Harry and Meghan are not particularly liked by William and Kate. Uh, there's real bad blood now, and we're trying to look for something to point in a different direction that shows some solidarity between them, some warmth of feeling, but there's nothing there. You'd have to look for it to find it. They don't talk. We don't see them communicating. We don't see an arm around each other. We don't see them embracing normal brother stuff. By the way, which they always did five years ago, right? They were always very chummy. Although and this friendly. is so ceremonial that you know when they walk and they're wearing, you know, at least you know Williams wearing yeah. uniform. It's well, so. It it, it it again feels devoid of feeling. Well, it's because they have to follow all these royal procedures. Right. So they have to. I mean, they can't walk behind the casket like bawling, right? Everyone would be like, "Oh my gosh, that's so inappropriate." No, you know, you're also the British uh, stiffer up lip, yeah. stiff upper lip. You're right. I, I, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that you know it, it, everybody's trying to read body language and all this. I think it's impossible to read this. Is it overshadowing? I agree with you. Is it overshadowing the Queen's yes. death? Because now we all just, instead of like watching yes. her casket move and thinking about but her you know and why? her life, I'm just going, oh, did, did Harry look at, did Harry but, look at But William? you know What's why? Happening? It's, there's really an answer to this. She's in a box. Well, uh, and, and well, no, 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 I'm wait, not. Did you get that? A fancy box. No, 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 no I'm not. I'm not but it, it's like, you know, you connect to human beings you can see. And once somebody dies and they're in a casket, it's harder to say, oh my God, that's the focal point. It's, it's also, yeah. but, but this is this is the, the 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 reality of 
passing along royal lineages, right? The queen is dead, long live the king. It, it transfers immediately. And for the good of the empire, you don't focus on the person who has died. You say goodbye to them. But then you immediately focus on the heir. And the heir is this 73-year-old, not very well-liked man and his sons who are well-liked in their own right. So it's natural, I think, that the attention is on them and not on their grandmothers being put in the box. Okay, can we then talk about that 73-year-old man? Yeah. Oh, he's a real handful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's a real... King I Charles mean, is a real handful. That thing with the pen. <laughs> Jesus, he uh, went crazy. He no, went no, no, oh, the, oh, nuts. nuts. A I'm, couple I, times. We've seen him have twice. total tantrums. Yeah. He's having Over pens. Over pens. Over yeah. pens. <laughs> and things on his desk. And it's like, he, and, uh, he cannot solve the problem himself. He has to have someone come in and solve it for him. A pen loses his mind. It's leaking. Oh, blood! And he's throwing around. bloody. <laughs> I bloody hate pen. this. Oh, I hate oh. this bloody pen. <laughs> and, it, the, but I don't know. It's if like I'd... it doesn't give you. It's it's sort of like if a pilot is. Oh, I I, I hate <laughs> yeah, the fish. Yeah. It's like, uh, are you going to land this plane? <laughs> uh, everyone that works you know for him must just go. Oh yeah. no, not again. Katie, just between you and me, though, you know what it reminded me of what. And Harvey's computer doesn't want to quite work. <laughs> well, I do. But, oh, but oh, I'm yes. yeah. stand up. Give me oh, a this thing. The time, the time, uh, well, no, the, time my, the batteries my, died yeah. in your keyboard and you were <laughs> losing your mind and couldn't figure out why your keyboard wasn't working anymore. And people are scrambling for who has the triple A's? Somebody get in the triple A's. Yeah. So, I just, I don't know. I just, somebody thought, has some King Charles tendency hopefully. in this podcast. I just thought it was hysterical. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, when you're do in the middle of the ceremony, it's sort of like, oh God! It, it, and he's been wait he's been preparing for this for seventy years. He has been. It, it, imagine the internal pressure he feels right now to do everything perfectly and get it all right and be the king he wants to be. And all these whispers about the Commonwealth countries, Canada and Australia, and others sort of deassociating themselves from the from the United Kingdom. He must be that must really upset him. I would think. You know, he wants to be the king that everybody wants. Yeah, but he's, Charles. Uh, but, he's, but he's Charles. But, he's Charles. but yeah. I think I think what he needs is DocuSign. <laughs> that's a that's a solid solution. <laughs> I do with I, all the tradition and pomp and circumstance. I, I think, think they need DocuSign. DocuSign. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so I wanted to raise Giselle Bunchen again because I, I was thinking about this last night, and I, I'm I, I feel so strongly now. That everybody's gotten this thing wrong. That Giselle, you know, a lot of people thought Giselle was upset because Tom was going to be away at all these games and away from home. I don't think that's what it is at all. And you know, yesterday I was thinking when when I when I saw what she said in Elle magazine, she said football is a violent sport, and then went on to say, and I want my husband to be present for me and the kids. When she said present, I don't think she's talking about the away games, I think she's talking about his head and CTE. And I think that's what she means by mm. present. Interesting. And 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 so I, I was thinking about this. Well, because when you think about it, why else would she, because the sentence connected to football is a violent sport. And, the, and when you connect those two, the word present is not about being away for games. It's about CTE. 
I think. I, that's that's an interesting read. When I heard it, I thought it was, oh, she wants him home more, right. dropping the kids at school, being, uh, you know. That's what even, everybody's saying. Right. And and that's what I assume. But it could be. I mean, she has voiced concerns about how the, the sport's so violent and she's worried about his health and how long he can do it for and will it affect him down the line. She has, she has expressed so, those concerns. So, so, here's what, so here's what I was thinking last night. Because I, I, I've just been really thinking about this because I really think Giselle kind of got a bad rap on this thing because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, let him go to it, it, This is not about... Oh, I want to go play football in Tampa, or yeah, or rather in uh, I don't know New York or California, wherever, and I'm going to be away from you and the kids. I don't think it's about that at all. I think she's really, I think she's worried about being present, as in CTE. And I started thinking, and I thought, why has this created such a problem this time? And I guess what I'm wondering is, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I, I, I'm just going to raise the issue that. Football is a violent sport, and he's been doing it for a long time. And even though quarterbacks are the most protected people in the field, still they get they get sacked. You know, they 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 get hit. Sure. And maybe she sees a little something here and there that's really concerned her that maybe we don't see, but she does. You know, the subtleties of the whole thing, and that maybe yeah. that's why this thing got amped up so much. I, I, I'm really serious. Yeah, no, it's a good point. She's obviously, at the very least, somewhat concerned about this. It's, it's maybe she's uh, worried about him being away too much and the kids are growing up. The whole thing, but she does mention it's violent sport. There's a relationship between her her statement that it's violent sport and not wanting Tom necessarily to play. So clearly, that's part of it. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Quarterbacks are, to your point, the most violent, the, the most protected people on the field. And I don't know that there's ever been a quarterback diagnosed with CTE post career. But that doesn't mean that she can't be worried about it for her own husband. And nobody's played as long as he has. And but I think so, there are gradations of CTE yeah. that it can be yeah, subtle. Sure, of course, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's like all of us. I mean, you know, over time, you know, sometimes they people lose their mental acuity and all. Yep. And. You know, she's got to be really, con she is concerned about it because like you said, she's talked about it. So the more I thought about it, the more I thought 
this has nothing to do with him being away here and there. I think it has to do with that. I mean, the more I looked at what she said, the more it felt that way. I don't even think it matters. To me, it doesn't matter if it's she's worried about CTE or she's worried that he's not dropping the kids at school enough. At the end of the day, she plays 50% a part of this marriage, and she has a right to say, regardless of the reason, hey, for our family, I think this is the better decision. She has a right to say that. People can't get upset about it. I agree with that, and we have to go back also. Clearly, there were promises made. He retired, and during those conversations leading up to his retirement, there were promises made to Giselle. And I can't fault him for going back on those promises. He has to live his own life, and and she she even says he needs to follow his joy. And if he sat out and said, I still have so much more to give. But I get from her perspective that he had said he's done. She had begun to envision this life with, with him in the house and safe and all these other things. And for him to pull the rug out from under her, I'm not faulting him for it, but you can't fault her for being upset about it either. Oh, God, I think she went further. I think, to me, she was saying, yeah, follow your joy, Tom, and you have a right to do that, and you should do that. But at the same time, she seems to be saying, I have a right to do the same thing, to follow what I want to follow. And, you know, I think the issue is, do those two things align now? I mean, that's kind of what she was saying. Do they align? Tom needs to follow what he wants, but she's not just sitting there waiting, nor should she. I think she was very angry. I think those 11 days were there to calm her because she was going nuts and she was threatening to leave him. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're saying the same thing. Yeah, we are. But but her, I I don't necessarily think it was like, you're fine to follow your joy. I want to follow my joy too. Therefore, we have a mutual. No, I think it's, F you, you've deserted me. You've broken your promises to me. We talked about this. I planned my life. This is unfair to me and the kids, what you're doing. There's another way of looking at it. Because I I don't see it that way. Because that feels like, I don't want you away. I want you here. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's he retired and she was happy for his safety, that he can be a present father, that he can be a present husband. And when he unretires after... She finally feels, you know, she can she can exhale because he's not going to be in the danger zone anymore. He puts himself back in the danger zone. And what would anger her is you are now making it so that you may not be present for your children. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, that's it's a selfish act at some point. Right. It, I, it kind of what yeah. I, I look. Like I'm, you went out on top. Now let's let's dial it back. Stay home and, don't and be get safe injured and, and be safe. safe. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. Okay. Okay, so look, we have been following very closely uh, this uh, P&B story, the rapper from Philadelphia who was murdered at Orozco's Chicken and Waffles in the L.A. area. We found out from law enforcement that, um, well, there are two things. One thing, which I think is just interesting, is the first thing they're doing, because remember, the guy came in, made a beeline for for um, P&B and um, grabbed his chains, his jewelry, shot him, and then left. So what the police are doing, we found out, is the first thing they did was they blanketed pawn shops in the area because what they're thinking is whoever this is knows that this jewelry is going to be too hot for them to handle, so they want to get rid of it, cash it in, which is why they took it in the first place, and be done with it. So they've already blanketed these uh, pawn shops, which I think is interesting. But the, maybe the bigger issue is the police now believe, and again, I don't want to say this in any way to fault anybody because this is a tragedy and his poor girlfriend and mother of his child is really suffering through this horrendous situation where he's been murdered. Um, They think the robber was able to find him because of social media, that 
remember, he posted pictures in a car as he was driving of uh, himself with these chains. And then she posted in the restaurant a picture of the chicken and the waffles and said, here's where we are. The police believe that the robber, because of the way he came in and was beelining it and everything else, I mean, there could be other explanations, obviously, but for whatever reason, the police at this point in the investigation, they believe social media is what led the robbers to that place. And we've we have this, talked about this before. We've seen this before many times. Um, I, I'm forgetting that. We saw, Kim, oh my we God. saw it with Kim Kardashian. Pop, well, Pop we Smo- just saw it with Mariah Carey. Well, right. Pop Smoke is the one he was killed in the Hollywood Hills. Pop Smoke is had, the biggest example. He had uh, rented a house up in the Hollywood Hills through Airbnb or VRBO, one of those. And he posted it with the address. And a short time later, people went up there and killed him. Right. And so we see this all the time. And so does that mean that if you have something, you know, I think about it when I go out of town, do I post on social media from wherever I am because I'm alerting people that my wife and I are out of town. But you're right. You right. are. You, you are. always have to be you conscious are. of it. I, so we don't you do are. it. We don't do it. Well, it's a yeah. real struggle, right? Because everybody posts every little thing that's going on in their life. And that's just society now. People go out. Not everybody. For, well, not everybody, but a lot of people, it's, you know, post whatever they're doing, whatever restaurant that they, they want there to show it There is a mentality off. that you haven't done it unless you posted about it. Right. Like you went on a trip. There's no point in going on a trip unless you're going to post the photos from that and, trip. And don't forget a lot of people make money off of social media posting their location and have sponsorships yeah, and stuff me. like that. No, yeah, right. Yeah. But it's, most, it's most people, but most people this, don't. I most feel terrible for this girlfriend. Oh, God, I mean, yeah. Oh, she, uh, watched, she watched uh, the... It's no, it's awful. horrendous. Well, because Nicki awful. Minaj, you know, kind of came out and said, expressing her concerns about about posting locations. But and, I, I, and I'm not... I, look, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking generally. Yeah. That, you know, it's... I got to tell you, it's this... You know, social media, to me, has just changed this this world in such a fundamental way. It, it, it's so weird because I was thinking, you know, you always think, what's the biggest thing that happened in your lifetime? And, you know, I suppose you could say the Internet for me, but I'm starting to think social media has and, – and, and I think for the worse, honestly, overall. But I think social media has just created such – incredible toxicity in, yes. in this country. You're not going to get any disagreement, I don't think. But, yeah. but in, in yeah. so many ways. And and this is, it's like, you know, I know what you're saying. You haven't done it unless you post it. This is the way people are communicating. What's happening with socialization? I mean, I think it's one of the reasons. It's, cha- it's changing. Socialization I, is changing. But I think one yeah. of the reasons this country is teetering on civil war, which I believe, um, is because we and we don't communicate with people, especially people we disagree with. We just attack on social media. Or even if we don't attack and we're passive, yeah. we look at everybody else. And it's either you are for us or you're our enemy. And I think that kind of dynamic where social media is driving the way we think now and that we don't communicate. I mean, that's why this thing, and I know you disagree with me, but this thing with Aaron Rodgers, I I just, you know, it amazes me that people are attacking Aaron Rodgers because he has a point of view that is different from your point of view or my point of view. Look, he said he tends to be pro-life. Okay. Look, the the point that I get away from that is, he says, but anybody on the other side, do what you want to do. The government shouldn't tell you. The government shouldn't tell me. To me, that's 
communication. Yet what's happened on social media is people are saying, I hate him because he said he tends to be pro-life. And it's like, yeah, he has his point of view, but he's saying live your life. Isn't that the win? He's to, not saying live your life, yes, right? He's saying the government shouldn't interfere. Right, but he's saying he's saying you can make yeah, your own. No, no, he said you can make your own choice. But what about somebody who says, I, I, I'm not pro, you know, uh, mixing of the races, but I don't want government to tell me we can't. Right. It starts to go down to a slippery slope. It, there is a slippery slope. Uh, I mean, you have to acknowledge uh, 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 it. Do you see a difference between somebody saying, I hate X people, whoever the X is, versus somebody saying, look, it may be religion. I Listen, I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers on his point in terms of, uh, you know, he tends to be pro-life because I believe fundamentally that Roe versus Wade, which, by the way, restricts a woman's right to choose. And, 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 you know, people don't understand that. They say, my body, my choice. Roe versus Wade doesn't say that. Roe versus Wade says, here are the, here's the outline for what you can and cannot do. And so I, I, ten, I agree with that. But if Aaron Rodgers believes that, that doesn't mean he's anti-woman. I mean, if he has that view, I don't think it's the same yeah. as saying, I hate Jews, I hate blacks, I hate, you know, You know what whatever. it comes down to is you'd have to have a conversation with Aaron Rodgers. And that's what it comes down to. Instead of just attacking him on social media, you would have a much different interaction. It's easy to go online and type in a bunch but of things. But that's what I'm saying. Right, no, I know that's what you're going saying. Back and I agree with you. Point, right, right, going back to the original point. But don't you see a difference is, between somebody like Aaron Rodgers and somebody who says, I hate women, I hate blacks, I, I hate I, Jews, I, I see whatever. the difference because I, I, I don't assign the the awful motive, motives to Aaron Rodgers that I would to somebody who took that... But but I guess what I what I'm going at is the is the general point that somebody should be able to articulate whatever their position is, and it should open lead to open discourse as opposed to vitriol. Sometimes somebody's comments lead to vitriol, and that's okay. If somebody says something truly awful, if somebody says, "Look, I don't believe in the equality of gay people, but I don't believe government should get in the way of stopping them from marrying," I, I'm not going to give quarter to that argument. That's that's a that's a vitriolic, biased, bigoted statement, and I'm not going to I'm not going to just say, "Well, he has the right to his opinion, and therefore I can discuss it." I, I'm just going to dis I'm going to dismiss that person I, out of I, hand. I, I agree with you, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers was in that bucket. Oh, I do. Yeah. Why, I, I, why do you suppose he feels? I, again, I don't agree with his position. I just don't. But think, why do you suppose yeah. he feels that way? I just, I just think by him inserting that means it, it just brings up a lot of. Katie, I'm not a religious person. No, I, I'm not and, a religious and, and, person. And, and, but he doesn't believe a woman has a right to her own body. He just believes that government should be should, shouldn't that's, be able that's, to get that was into my it. When, a right to her own body to, he, to have an abortion at, at her election. He but, doesn't believe that. But the, Roe we, versus Wade doesn't believe that. I know. Maybe we have to ask him point blank, like take government out of it. Do you think that a woman, if you got a woman pregnant, she would be she would have the ultimate power in making the decision over her own body? That would be my question for him. Yeah. Taking government out of it. Fair question. Yeah. But, and that's what I'd want to know. I mean, because he's... And then without, you know, you always love to talk about like the restrictions, but there's, and you always throw out hypotheticals of like, well, what if a woman's eight and a half months pregnant? No, and it's no. Like, it's like, you, you can't throw out those hypothetical questions, right? Because every situation is different. Right, but... So I, a woman should have the power to choose based on her situation and advice from her doctor but what is, I'm, where, is what, where I end things. And I don't... The only thing I'm saying is Roe versus Wade is very structured that the first trimester you can do x the second trimester you can do y the third trimester you can do z they tell you what you can and cannot do so in terms of this notion of absolute free choice roe versus wade doesn't provide that 
So right. Roe versus Wade actually see if the reason I raise the hypothetical is, and again, I I think Roe versus Wade. The, the structure is sound. They should have done it on equal protection, which is a legal argument rather than what they did. But, and it might have been preserved. But all I'm saying is, is that if you buy the structure of it, there's a reason they separated trimesters. And if you buy into the reasoning, you know, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is right because I disagree with him on it. But I don't think that means he's anti-women. To say that he's thinking about, I don't think when he's anti. I don't be- think he's anti woman. I mean, I didn't. I- I don't when, think he's anti women, but it, I, I would love to have a conversation with him about it. I'd love to get his feelings. Maybe on social media. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Aaron Rodgers and I'll have a drink and talk all about abortion one no, day. Doesn't that sound like a nice mm, time? But can I, I trust you around Aaron Rodgers? But Katie, no, he has a ponytail. It'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that what you just <laughs> said is the is the point I wanted to make at the beginning, which is to have that conversation. Right. Well, that's what that going back to the original. But nobody point, wants it's to much have the, easier to type in. You're a you're, you're a an jerk asshole. face. Yeah. You're a jerk rather than be like, hey, what you said didn't love it, but let's talk about it. But it's like not we everybody do, can we sit don't down do that. Yeah, yeah we had civil we, we had civil wars before social media too. Yeah. You know, we, we did. Like this? Yo, well we had a civil war before social media and then we had the late sixties, which the country was dissolving dissolving into into civil strife. But you know, social media. But it, you I know, know it's different. It's terrifying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to gloss over the time that we're in at all and the the silos of news. Everybody listens to either Fox or MSNBC, and there's no in between, and nobody talks. It's it's an existential threat to our country. I totally agree. But it's not. Social media is not the reason for it. It's the cause for the current strife. But there's strife to be had. '68 was the worst year I thought I would ever live. Right. And, you know, the years that followed with the, with the war and the protests and everything else. But what happened was we communicated. There was actual discourse where we would talk and confront, you know, people who were, pu- yeah. you know, who were pushing the war. And there was communication. And ultimately, one side won. Well, yeah, but we had a lot of dead protesters in Kent State and things like that and like kid, kids Listen, killed in the military. I, I, lived, I, I lived through three riots in Isla Vista where the National Guard came in and beat the shit out of people. Yeah. So I know what that's like. But what I'm saying is, yeah, it was brutal. There was some death. Yeah. But there was also, there was a discourse that I don't think you have anymore. I mean, You want to bring back the bullhorn and put away the keyboard. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm. Exactly. Let's make you a t-shirt that says that. You know what? That's a good way of ending. (laughs) See you tomorrow. Bye.